You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. As I stated earlier, Cain and Abel were brothers. They were the sons of, of Adam and Eve. Let's go to Genesis 4 and, and consider Cain and Abel in, in more detail. Genesis chapter 4. And let's consider the first two verses. Genesis first book of the Bible. I see y'all still turning just Genesis first book of the Bible. Genesis 4, 1 and 2. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And what we gather from the last sentence in verse 2 is that both of the boys worked. They knew the value of, of working. Y'all hear me, women? These men knew the value of working. When you do decide to marry, make sure the man has income. If he's not working, make sure he does have a flow of money coming from some source. No matter how cute he is, how fine he is, if he is not working or does not have a flow of income, coming from somewhere to take care of you he's not the one and don't say you feel like God said God will never give you somebody that is not working or has a source of income coming in that should be one of the first things you ask when, when you talk about he cute yeah, he cute now just ask him do you work and he says, no, you cute, but I got to go. But if you start working and you're down for six months, call me. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor ain't even smiling about that. He very serious about it. But if you notice again, both of them believed in working. If a man does not Work. 
He's not going to be able to provide for you what you need to live. Man shall not live by bread alone about what you eat. But every word of what? God. He has to have income in order to make sure you're living the way you need to live and desire to live. Got to work. And, and um, that's a good thing when it comes to Cain and Abel that both of these men at the time, they were, they were working. Y'all with me? Now notice as we, as we continue, verse 3. In the process of time, it came to pass that that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to who? The Lord. Yeah, the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. So both of the boys believed in giving to who? The Lord. Both did. Both believe in giving to the Lord. Very important. Both believe in giving to the Lord. Second thing that, that a woman needs to make sure of, you need to make sure whoever the man you're going to connect with, he believes in giving to God. You want somebody that believes in giving to who? God. If God is truly our source, we need to do right by him. I said if God is truly our source, we need to do right by him. Now, Minister Scott, let us know that you can't look at your job as your source. Because you can be done worked hard for 12 years, 14 years. And they'll call you in and, and you expecting a promotion and they'll tell you, we're going to let you go. You never look to a job as your source. God is your source. He's your source to the point to where if you buy him, when they do let you go, he'll have something better for you. I said he'll have something better for you. Again, that came from her testimony. So we have to remember it. But both of the boys believed in giving to the Lord. And so before we go any further, it's wonderful to know that in the same family, in the same house, you have two men, Abel and Cain, that believed in working and believed in Giving to God. The boys are on a roll. But don't get too happy for them because something is about to happen. And what's about to happen is based upon the offerings that the boys gave. So let's, let's look at the offerings one more time. But this time we're going to look at it in detail. When you consider the eldest son's offering, it was basically something that 
yes, came forth because of his effort in the ground, but it is just labeled as an offering from the fruit of his ground. Seemingly, he just decided, I'm going to give God this. I'm going to give him that. He made the decision what he was going to give God. But notice, when it comes to Cain's brother, Abel, it was not his decision what he was going to give God per se. He gave as a servant of God. We free all ages. We, we can give what we want. But if you say that you are a child of God, you live by faith, you need to give like a servant of God. Look at the verse again. Verse 4 of Genesis 4. And Abel brought, well, let me back up Genesis 3 and read about Cain. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to who? So he brought something that came from his garden. And Abel also brought of the, notice, firstborn. He brought a first fruit of his flock and of their fat. Abel gave an offering as a servant. Not Cain. And I'm going to deal with that a little more based upon Hebrews 11 and 4. But I need you to see it right now in Genesis. The distinction between Cain's giving and Abel's giving. Very clear, isn't it? Let me say this. When you get paid, first thing you should think about is God. Not what you want him to have, but what he told you to give. And what the Holy Spirit leads you to give. Why? Because you're a servant. He is our Savior and our what? Him being our Lord says that we're going to do what he tells us to do. We're going to obey him. Not just in some things, in everything. And when we fall short, we're going to repent and do what's, what's right. Now I need you to really hold on because I'm, I'm finna deal with something that, that's going to be a bit controversial. For some. But I'm giving you scripture. It's not my opinion. I'm giving you scripture. But, but because of the times and, and, and different teachings, some of you may not like what I'm, what I'm getting ready to, to bring forth out of, the, out of the word. Notice what happens. And the Lord, I'm in the latter part of Genesis 4 and 4, and the Lord respected Abel 
and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. To respect is to, based upon the text, is to appreciate and value. Cain brought an offering to the Lord, but the Lord said, I don't don't appreciate that. I don't, I don't even value that. I don't appreciate that. You're dishonoring me. Look at the text. He respected Abel's offering. But he did not respect Cain's offering. I told you this was going to be controversial. Because some folks think that they can just give God anything and he's going to turn around and bless them back. Not so. Not so. Well, that was under, no, this ain't under no law or nothing else. This is God. Point blank, in the beginning, letting his children, who at the time were Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel. Let them know, look, don't just bring anything to me. Cain, I don't appreciate And I don't value what you brought to me. Folks have said, whatever you bring to God, he appreciates it. And they quick to go to the woman that gave the two mics. But you have to read carefully. About the woman with the two might. She gave all that she had. She gave everything that she that, that's the whole key to that. But folks will say, you know, she gave two mics, so if we get two dollars, he's gonna no, because that was all she had. And she understood the value of giving, that if she gave her all, she was gonna reap what she sowed. You don't just be like Cain and just get something and give it to it. Because if Malachi 3 and 6 is right, God changes not. He's not going to respect what you put on the aunt. Well, I just won't get anything. That's, that's up to you. I'm just giving you scripture. You may, you may get mad because I say what I'm saying, but I'm giving you scripture. This is not my opinion. Understand something? This is not my opinion. This is scripture, and, and uh, this is what he told me to teach today. And if you're going to get upset with me, get upset with Deacon Wood a little, because he was saying you need to see yourself. I don't appreciate what you did, Cain, and I do not 
value that. I don't honor you for doing what you you doing. But then he, he said to Cain in the presence of his brother I respect what your little brother did. I respect his offering. And the difference is that he gave him his, his best. He gave him that which was proper to give to God. Don't, don't wait for the praise team to tell you to give God a hallelujah. Give God a hallelujah because you know he deserves the highest praise. Don't allow somebody to just pump you and you do it. Do it without pumping. Let God know you value him so much and you appreciate him so to where you want to give him not just one hallelujah. You want to give him eight hallelujahs because he gave you a new beginning. Man, there's a lot of tithe to give God. Lord have mercy. I made $800. This $80 out of $800 to a God that has given you more than your mama, your daddy, or anybody else. And you're going to say that's a lot of tithe? Come on now. That's a spirit of Cain. That, that's a lot. That 80, that not, I'm going to give him 40. Come on now. You know how he got upset and, and told Malachi to tell him that you done robbed me. He ain't changed. It's still going to upset him. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I respect what you gave, Abel. I respect it. I appreciate you <laughs> bringing me your first, your best. I appreciate that. Cain got upset. Now based upon the text, the one he, he should have been upset with is himself. Should have repented. And did the right thing. Matter of fact, God tried to persuade him to do the right thing. Let's go on. Let's read a little more. Latter part of verse 5. Last sentence. Cain was very angry. And his countenance. Failed. He completely transformed. When God told him. The truth. 
I can't tell you how many times I, I'll speak something and first thing folks do get mad. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When, I, when I'm up here, if, if I'm going to tell you my opinion, it'll be my opinion. But, but the majority of the time that I'm, I'm up here, I'm teaching you based upon what I have studied. But most importantly, what the Holy Spirit is leading me to tell you. And if you follow the scripture carefully, you, you would know without point that he following the scripture. But more so than that, if you have the Holy Spirit, what I'm telling you will bear witness. But yet and still, people will leave mad with the preacher because of the truth. And one of the first, other than his daddy and his, and his mama, because they got mad too, but, but Cain was the first child based upon scripture that, that got mad about the truth. Got upset about the truth. Yeah. Got upset because God valued his brother's offering more so than his. People will get upset because you got a testimony of how God bless you for doing right, but they ain't doing right. I knew I was going to be walking tall this morning, but wasn't going to get much help. So, how them old preachers say it? Pray with me. But notice this, notice this. Verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Notice the encouragement from God. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. It's in your heart. The door is a reference figuratively to his, to his heart. His choices. He said, if you do right, it's well. But if you don't, you got sin at the door or is lodged in your heart. And notice this. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Let him know. You got the power to stop the sin. That's trying to control you. And see, and see, Cain's name has a dual meaning. The first meaning came from his mother when, when she birthed him and talked about she had acquired. Notice this Genesis 4 1. She had acquired. A man from the Lord. So he, he, was a, he was a possession that his mother got from the Lord. But his second meaning is possessed. To be possessed is to be 
controlled are strongly influenced by something or somebody. And here God brings out the second meaning of his name. He says you got power over it. But he has to exercise that power. Or he, he has the alternative of allowing the sin that's at the door. To dominate, control, or influence him into doing that which is contrast to the will of God. God put before him, it's your choice. It's the reason folks that try to beg folks to give God his money, tithes, and offering. That's wrong. It's your choice. If you want to be a robber, that's you. Is your choice. I don't agree with begging folks to do anything. It's your choice. That's the character of God when you put before him. Look, I done told you, but it's your choice. And we see it here in the text. And so, notice. Again, I got to read it again. Verse 7. God said to Cain, if you do well... Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. You got the power to do it, Cain. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. That Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And killed him. We know his choice. He chose to allow sin to be carried out. He chose to allow the devil, demons, to get in him. Jesus in, in John the 8th chapter called the devil a murderer and a liar. And here we see evidence of the devil using a person that yes gave to God. But a person that also dis respected the Lord murdering get this his own brother and the question you have there what did Abel do what did he do absolutely nothing when we look at it he was living right And you have folks that say stuff like, I don't know why they're talking about me. I just try to treat everybody right. I try to do it. It, it. it don't matter. If you do right by God, somebody going to dislike you. And often it's going to be just like what Jesus said. They're going to be in your own household. 
your own family. And here we see it in the text. Abel did nothing wrong. But he was murdered because God respected his lifestyle. Respected the fact that, that he was willing to do what was right. Respected him for giving him his, his best. How many of you would have been there? You, you would have grabbed Cain. <laughs> but notice what happens. This, this is so sad right here. As we continue, still in Genesis 4. Cain will low down, wasn't he? Notice verse 9. This is after he killed Abel. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? He said, look at him lying. Who is the father of lies? He, he demon possessed now. Strongly influenced. Controlled by demons. Notice this. Again, God said, where is your brother? He said, I do not know. And look at him being smart with God. Am I my brother's keeper? And folks used this right here, and it was actually him getting smart with God. And then God asked him, what have you done? He says, the voice of your brother's. Blood. Why was the blood speaking? Because the Bible says in Leviticus 17, there is life in the blood. There's life in the blood. That's, what, that's the reason Jesus shed his blood in order to give us life. What can wash us? What can cleanse us? What can make us whiter than snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. His blood, his life is speaking to me. Cain, even in his death, would, was living the meaning. Well, Abel in his death was living the meaning of his his name. His name is twofold. Vapor and breath. Vapor is something that only lasts for a minute. Breath has to do with life or existence that God gives us. Even though he killed him. He was still connected to God. Letting us know even when you die, that connection you have with God is never severed. 
it is always down. And so, he asked him again, what have you done? Your brother's blood is crying out to me. And so notice what he says uh, in verse 11 to him. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground or when you do your purpose. What was he? A tiller of the ground. It shall no longer yield its strength to you. You're going to work, but it's going to be like you ain't even living from paycheck to paycheck. You ain't going to never get ahead. You ain't going to never receive the good measure, the press down the shake together and the running over because. You disrespected me and you kill your brother for no reason. And notice this. God put such a harsh curse on him because he blasphemed. He uttered words out of his mouth to God that was blasphemous. You will be forgiven for sin, but when you blaspheme the Spirit of God, no forgiveness. Notice, when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. Verse 13, and Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. But you, you sold it, Cain. And then you got to reap it. God put a curse on him that nobody could lift. And when God places a curse on you for disrespecting him, or doing something in contract, can't nobody lift that curse. When he initially put the curse on him, God told him how to come out of it. Just do the right thing. But he, did, but he didn't want to do that, so he turned around, blasphemed God, and killed his brother. Enough about Cain. But I had to say what I... What I Needed to say about him because I don't want us to make the same mistake. We got to do right by one another. And we especially got to do right by God. Don't kill your brother with your tongue just because. He's trying to do the right thing. Don't kill your sister with your tongue. Just because she's trying to do the right thing. And you got your reference. Cain and Abel. 
But then when we get to Hebrews 11 and 4, which was centuries later. Notice this. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. When Abel gave that offering, it was by faith. God had taught Cain and Abel about giving. Why you say that? Because he gave it by faith. Faith comes by? And hearing what? They have been taught about how to give. The right thing to give. However, only Abel applied what he had been taught. Cain heard it, but he didn't do what was necessary According to James, the second chapter. James said, don't only be a hearer of the word, but a doer. And if you're a hearer and a doer of the word, you're going to be blessed in your deeds. Nothing wrong with coming to hear the word. But you got to take it a step further. Put that word into action so the blessings are the benefits of God. Can follow your life. How many are understanding? But by faith. He offered to God. And notice what the Hebrew writer does. He takes. The significance. Of what Abel did. To another. Level. Or he. Speaks about it in a. In a unique way. He says that Abel gave a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. What he gave God was excellent. He wanted to make sure that when he looked among what he had, it was his best. When we give to God, we need to always make sure it's the best. It says to God, I'm giving you something that not only means something to me, but I believe it will be acceptable to you. See, see, oftentimes folks will give God what, what really don't mean anything to them. You'll give God $5 and then you'll leave the church, go to Dillard's. No, no, hold on. Go to Dillard's and, and, and nothing wrong with buying from any store. I, I do it. But you'll go to Dillard's and you'll say, man, they got, that, they got that on sale for $40 and it used to be $87. Gee, I'm going to get that. But you just gave God 
and see, we, and see this, this is the thing. You were excited about the shirt, and ain't nothing wrong with you being excited about the shirt. But you were not that excited about giving to God. Even though the Bible tells us God loves a cheerful, what? Give. What does that mean to you? He loves somebody that's excited about giving. I've heard ministers say, well, I know y'all gave your last, but you know, we just, we just, you, you, you should have been excited about forgiving whatever they gave. What are you, get that microphone out of her hand. God loves a what? What? Give them. Be excited about what God, what you give to God. And when you go to Macy's, Dillard's, Belk's, J.C. Penney, uh, Dollar Tree. Be excited about what you find there. But never let your excitement about getting something from anywhere else be more than your excitement about your God. You know why? Because can't nobody do you like him. I said, can't nobody do you like him. And so the, the writer, he had to have the right frame of mind when he looked at the story of Cain and Abel and what Abel did. He deemed it a more excellent sacrifice. And a sacrifice... Uh, is basically what I, what I stated earlier. It's something that you value. You value to the point and, and your mind is that, that you're saying, I, I, I want it to be not only special for me, but I believe God will like this. It, it's just like you picking out something for a person that you love. Oh, she don't like that color. Oh, she... she no, she, she, wouldn't like, she wouldn't like that. No, no, no. Now, if I get her something fuchsia, she'd like it. Well, maybe if I don't. But she like lime, too. But she a royal woman, so maybe I ought to get her some purple. I mean, you put some time into thinking about it. You ain't like folks who, who, who go and look for that little table and just say, hey, it's Christmas. I got to give them something. Just get that box of handkerchiefs. That's enough. And bring it on. Bring that box of handkerchiefs. Now I tell you what, I, I think we gave them handkerchiefs last year. Ain't that a, ain't that a sock walked in that? Them, them some socks wrapped in that little box right there. Get them socks. I know he got some black. What other color over there? Green? Green will be fine. Get them greens. Come, wait a minute. How much are they? Two ninety nine. That's perfect. Come on. Now, now some folks you may can just give certain things, but not when you're talking about somebody you love, you really care about. You gonna make sure that it's the right thing. Especially if you have the means to get that particular thing. It's another thing when you don't have the means, but when you have the means, 
If you got $150,000 you done put aside to get someone you love a car. And they're leaving it up to you to, to pick out the car that you want to get them. So you go to the lot and, 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 and you, you see one car, it, it's about $20,000. And when you look at the car, the car, the car is nice. But you done talk to the person you love and you know they want, uh, what do they call them, new roofs. Panoramic. They want that. They, they want it to the point to where uh, if they sit down in the house and it's raining, they can just hit the remote and the car crank up. They tell you how they like that, that, that feature and they done told you they want one of the big screens in the car. But you're looking at this 20000 and you're going you gonna to have 130 left once you pay for it. And so it's a nice, well, it's nicer than what she got. So she ought to be happy. Yeah, but she gave you her list. It ain't got that panoramic roof. That ain't even got no remote. You got to open it with the key. Been different if you didn't have but 18 and you're going to try to talk them down from 20 to 16 because that's all you got. But you got $150,000. And you done been telling them, I love you. You, you. you the apple of my eye. You to shine in my sun. <laughs> so you going to make sure if you truly love that person, you're going to try to fulfill that list. When you love God, you done read your Bible, you know exactly what God likes. I can't go to God like Cain went. I know I got $500 in my pocket. I know that I, I can't just put no five up there on no altar. And I got 500 and, I, and I'm knowing I, I can go home and cook, but I'm going to take myself out and get me a meal that's going to cost me at least $50. I can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be to the point to where you respect God and you show him your love is real. You ain't playing with you ain't playing with it. You have to give something that's excellent. And that means a whole lot to you. To you. That's how you have to get to him. You have to love giving to God. God loves a cheerful giver. That means every time I bring something to the altar, I'm going to make sure that I'm keeping him happy. That I'm pleasing him. I don't want him to tell me, Walker, I, I don't respect what you did. Walker, I'm the one that blessed you to be able to, to make Six-figure incomes for more than 30 years now. 
and you're going to bring me? <laughs> such and such. I don't respect that. And you can get preachers to tell you different than what I'm saying. But can they pull out this scripture and tell you different? Absolutely no. But, but get this. As I get ready to close. Y'all still love the pastor? Again, Hebrews 11, 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than came through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. When you give, it says that you're righteous. You're holy and you're just when you give. Your giving says that. That you're holy and you're righteous. If you make a million dollars a year and the only thing you give God is $100,000, you don't love God. you just giving the 10% that you're supposed to give. You're supposed to get that 10%. But, but remember, Malachi does not just talk about a tithe. It talks about an offering. You have to make sure what you give him is excellent. And it's not just with money, but today we're talking about money because we're talking in reference to what was considered money, currency, back in the time of uh, Cain and Abel. Cattle, fruit, gold, silver, uh, common, turmeric, and other things were considered money. Just like you put money on the altar, if you brought cabbages or something that you had grown and put it on the altar, it was considered money. Back during uh, the time of Cain and Abel. Y'all still with me? All right, stay with me. I know this is taking a, minute, taking a little time, but you just hold on. He obtained witness that he was what? But this is what just blows my mind. The next thing that it said, God testifying of his gifts. When you do certain things, when you give certain things to God, God testifies about it. You know that Holland, he gives. Can you imagine God saying that in heaven to the angels? Holland is a giver. We're going to have to make sure what he's been praying for, he gets it. Because, see, God just ain't going to talk about you doing right. He's going to bless you for doing right. You reap what you sow. Jesus himself said, give and it shall be given. How? Press, shaken, and running. He's going to give. He's going to make sure that you're blessed through your Kevin. And say to your neighbor, can't nobody bless you like God. If that be true, say it to one more person. Can't nobody bless you like God. Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of God makes one. And he adds no. When God bless you, it's going to make you what? Prosperous in every aspect of your life. 
You can't go anywhere without being prosperous. Something better, good, bigger going to happen to you no matter where you go. Why? Because you are a giver. A true giver when it comes to God. So God testified of, of, his, of his gifts. Not just one. We, we, we hear about what he did that one time, but based upon what the Hebrew writer says here, he wasn't like some folks. Some folks, they, they'll give a big check, but you'll never see a big check no more. God likes people that are repetitive. You are constant in doing the right thing. Every time you get your salary, you do the right thing. If somebody blesses you with a particular thing, guess what? You're going to do the right thing. Why? You're repetitive. You are not just a giver. You are an excellent giver. I got a quiet house. Because this is an uncomfortable subject, especially when a preacher is preaching it because folks think, well, you know, that preacher, he's preaching all this right here. He must be wanting an offering after he get done. I'm going to take an offering, but I'm going to do that because that's what I do every week. But notice this. Verse 4. Hebrews 11, latter part. I'm closing with this. And through it, being dead, still speaks. There is a seed that you can sow that will forever cause you to be respected. What he did is still a testimony for others to follow. Why? So they'll be blessed like Abel. It's sad that we only read about Abel, Abel being uh, a true giver. And then he turns around and he dies. But understand something. When you understand the text, Hebrews and uh, Genesis, you see that this was something that Abel did all the time. And apparently Cain, every now and then, he did the right thing. But then God specifically shows us the text in Genesis 4, not just so we can see what Abel did, but specifically what we, we, we see that Cain did. And even Jesus talked about Abel. He talked, he talked in reference to Abel being righteous. In the book of Matthew, he calls Abel the righteous Abel's blood still cries out. And it's all because of his offering. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise.